what I want to talk about is God's plan for rest and relaxation, which he does have. And in fact, many years ago now, a doctor, it wasn't a Christian guy, but a doctor came out and talked about how, as human beings, we really need three weeks break every year. It's important. And Graham Carley, who many of you know, a good friend of mine, and nobody I know knows the Old Testament and understands it better than Graham. And Graham says to me, that's totally biblical. And I says, really? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts talking about the scriptures. Now, one of them I do know is in Deuteronomy 16, 16, so you can look it up. Then he starts talking about the book of Leviticus and all of that. So God mandated his people in the Old Testament that they had to have a minimum of three weeks holiday a year. So so anyway, I'm just letting you know that the doctor got it right. But here's what the doctor said. For those that are blessed enough to have three weeks in a row, and some of us are and some of us aren't, and I understand all of that, here's what he said. He said, in the first week, just crash and chill out. Now, that's easy to do. And by the way, don't quit, guys. We've got another week to go going right through to Saturday night. So stay with us. But then after that, you can crash and chill out. So then he said, on the second week, have a bit more of an active time. Start getting out, participate in the things you like to do. Go for walks. But start getting active. Don't just stay in your vegetation mode beyond the first week. And then he said, in the third week... Keep enjoying yourself, but begin to prepare yourself for the year to come, because it is coming. And putting a biblical perspective on it, God has a lot that he wants to achieve with us and through us for what is going to be 2017. So one of the the things that we can say is God believes in holidays. God believes in rest. God knows we need to be restored from time to time, and certainly at this time of the year, I'm not so much tired as I am as just weary. You just need to get out of the routine for a while and all the demands and everything else that are great that we do. So I want to talk a little bit about this. And and let me say first off, uh, guys, one of the... Uh, And we can all laugh about this, and humor is good. It's good to laugh even at ourselves and other things, yet it's a reality. Many, many people who are so excited about their Christmas break come back at the end of it and say it was an absolute disaster, particularly families and those people, because here's what goes wrong. Everybody has their own idea of what the Christmas break is going to be, which means the other people have to take up some of the slack. So if, as in many cases, the wife and mum is at home, mostly through the year, she's looking after the kids for the main part of it. She's doing most of the meals. So in her head, she's going to have her Christmas break. No looking after the kids, no cooking meals. The husband, of course, is saying, man, it's going to be break. I'm going to go off fishing. I'm going to go out boating. I'm going to catch up with my friends. I'm going to do all of these things, which means, of course, somebody, his spouse, has still got to be looking after the kids and cooking all the meals. And they get away on holiday with all of these plans and suddenly realize they can't work and that all sorts of problems take place. So all I'm saying to you is if you're in those situations, Please sit down, talk and plan before you go off on your holiday about how it's going to work with one another and what your different expectations are. And if you get all that sorted out pretty much before your break, 
you've done well. You've given yourself a better option of having a good break. But here's mostly what I want to share this morning. In Romans 14.22, it says, Happy is he who does not condemn himself and what he approves. And Paul goes on to say, And whatever is not from faith is sin. Now, I don't know about you, but here's one thing I hate. I hate waking up in the morning knowing I did some things the day beforehand that I shouldn't have. It may have been the way I drove my car. It may have been the way, but you know, at the time you justify it. Then you wake up in the morning and you sort of think, oops, that wasn't a good thing to do. And this can become accentuated over the holiday break, that we can wake up in the morning and think, oops, I have let my guard down and I have done some things, I have made some decisions, I have done some things that I now feel bad about. And nothing robs us of our freedom more than that situation. So this is what Paul is saying in Romans 14. He's saying, don't make decisions and get involved in activities so that you will then condemn yourself for the next day or the next week or whatever. Because he's saying, there is no freedom in that. It will rob you of enjoyment. It'll make you feel condemned. We know Jesus' mercies are new every morning, but we also know, and the scriptures make it clear, we are better off not to do things rather than do things and then have to repent and tidy it up and try and recover and go through all all of those other things. So we're better off not to do those. So here's a good rule for you that's helped me for 30 years or more. Martin Luther said this, if you cannot praise God for something, don't do it. I love that. You're about to do an activity and think, I hope the Holy Spirit's not looking or I hope my friends or whatever are not looking. And you can't praise God for that. It might be a movie you're going to see or something you're going to watch or something you're going to do. I always stop and think, can I praise God for this? Can I go into this action, this activity, what I'm about to do, thanking Jesus for the opportunity? If you can't, don't do it. And then you can wake up every morning free in so many different ways. In 2 John verse 8, it says this, Watch yourselves, that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. So many of us have worked hard through the year to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us and to deal with issues in our life and bring them before him. We can lose them. When we put our defenses down at the end of the year at our holiday break, we can lose those things in a heartbeat, you know? And it's not worth it. So John's saying to us, don't lose those things. Don't sacrifice them. Here's a few things. And some of these things I have dealt with in my years of counselling and working with people and, and stuff like that, that they've come back from holiday. So I know I'm talking to adults, but I just want to give you a few quick reminders. If you drink and enjoy alcohol, and if you've ever had a problem with it or your family has, my advice is don't drink. But if you drink and enjoy alcohol, enjoy it, but don't come under its influence, ever. Paul says, you know, do be drunk in the spirit, not with wine. 
So enjoy, if you enjoy alcohol, enjoy it, but don't come under its influence. Spending, here's the big one in the Western culture. Don't put so much money on your credit card that it will be unmanageable when the monthly when the bill comes in at the end of the month. See, here's a good thing of credit. Here's the thing about credit cards: it's not good. We can go out and run riot, but when the bill comes in, you can't use your credit card to pay it. They want real money, and the bill comes in, and we can feel sick. Now, remember, guys, the interest rate at the banks and everything is at at an all-time low. The interest rate on credit cards is still 18%. They are creaming it out of the desires of the flesh that run riot in us, particularly over this time of the year. There was a, a, they interviewed an economist on TV the other day. He didn't represent the credit cards, but they said to him, why, with the banks being way down so low in interest rates, why are the credit cards still charging 18%? Guess what he said? Because no one is complaining. Everybody's so relieved they can just rack up the money that no one's going to the credit card companies and saying, drop your rate or we're not going to use your card anymore. Here, the banks are now charging 3 4 5%, somewhere around there. The credit cards are still charging 18 Some are charging 22 Why? How do they get away with it? Because no one's complaining. But it's cruel and it's um, disempowering to think you've had a nice holiday and come back to the sick, dreaded feeling of what's on your credit card. And to try and get rid of that when it's 18, 20, 22% is almost impossible. So many people, all they do is just meet the interest, the interest requirement each month. There's no freedom in it. There's a ton of things you can do to enjoy yourself that don't cost money. Almost everybody in New Zealand is less than an hour away of some nice bush, good parks, rivers, beaches. There's so many things we can do. Obviously, don't spend too much time out in the sun. The UV rates in New Zealand are amongst the highest in the world, along with California. And it it's, can be great fun lying out in the sun today, but when you wake up tomorrow all red and burnt, there's no fun in that. And I would say everybody in this room, or most of them who are white anyway, have experienced that at least one time in their lives. And someone comes along and gives you a slap on the back. How are you going? And you scream. <laughs> Movies, I've said, don't watch things that will grieve your spirit. Understand who you are and what place you're in. I did a, had an amazing time of doing some baptisms in Malaysia a couple of weeks ago. And then at the end of it, I went for a swim. I used to be a very strong swimmer. I don't care for swimming, but I used to be a very strong swimmer. And I started swimming and think, my gosh, I can hardly do this. So therefore, I would be crazy to dive off the rock somewhere into the depths, what I used to do as a teenager all the time. I wouldn't be able to swim back to shore. So I've got to adjust things to be wise. So what I'm really saying to you, years and years ago, Dennis Peacock, who's my coach and mentor, made the statement, character never takes a holiday. I love that statement. You can be on holiday, put your feet up, out of routine, have a glass of wine or whatever, but remember, character 
never takes a holiday. God never has a day off where he lowers all his standards of being God. Praise God, he doesn't. He never does. Jesus never did that. So, basically, let me just say this. We have a great year planned for 2017. We want everybody here and a whole lot more people and Trevor and others are going to be working on a whole lot more people to be here with us. So sometime over the break, while you're restoring your soul, get before the Lord, particularly towards the end of it, and say, Father, rekindle my fire. Get it. I've had a lovely break. Thank you. Get it burning again. I am weary now. I don't want to know about meetings and travels and airports and planes, but funny enough, by the end of a good break, I am longing to get into it all again. And apparently, according to this doctor, that's what a good break is, where something changes in you from being weary and tired to being exciting and passionate, again, for what God's got you involved in. So ask him to rekindle your fire. And pursue your passion again, because comfort, and I'm all for comfort at certain times, but comfort is the greatest killer of passion. If we get lazy and we're just soaking up life and we get a different perspective of life, the passion for things God's called us to do and be can dissipate or disappear very quickly. So get back, take a good break, but get back into your discipline so you don't have to start the new year with a sprint. You can warm, into it, warm up into it uh, during the time. So that's, that's about it. I love the saying, tia kaha. Be strong. Be victorious. Let's stay in the zone so we can be refreshed, we can have a good break, and we can make this coming season in God <coughs> work. Here's the one certainty about 2017. I would say it's probably the only certainty, but many, many people will disagree, and that's fine. But here is the one certainty which I want to finish on. Hosea 6 verse 3 says, Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. Here's the certainty, guys. His going forth is as certain as the dawn. And he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain, watering the earth. Have a most wonderful and blessed break, whatever that is to you, and enjoy yourself, refresh yourself, but let's keep focused on the fact that God has so much more he wants to do with us in the times and seasons to come. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.